Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing and Dolan and Susan Powers of the Armstrong Advisory Group. Each week, Todd and Susan will discuss many topics, including estate planning, how to avoid probate, and protecting your money from a nursing home. If you need assistance in any of these areas or have a question about another issue that may affect your future, call 866-848-5699 to make an appointment. That's 866-848-5699. Operators are standing by. Now, here are your hosts, Todd Lutsky and Susan Powers. Welcome into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Welcome, Todd. How are you today? I am never better than you. I am great, thank you. What do you have for us this week? We've got a case out of Wisconsin, which is interesting, um, dealing with, you know, when can you change a will and conclusory allegations are not necessarily enough. Conclusory to, to, allegations. We haven't talked about will. those. <laughs> yeah. So George died and he submitted, a, and then the daughter submitted a will from 2015. Well, the brother submitted a will from 2004 saying the 2015 will was done by undue influence, of course, because the 2004 will leaves him a house. Favored him. Yeah. So, and there's some other things that we'll get into, but we're going to see whether or not you can change a will as easily as you think you can. Um, and then, I also want to discuss with you some new legislation that's pending on Capitol Hill regarding observation days. So oh, we'll come yeah. back to that. Just a little we haven't you know, talked about those in a while. Mm-hmm. issue. And then we're going to head over to Pennsylvania where we got a Supreme Court case dealing with, you know, when a trust modification provision actually works. So here, Walter created three irrevocable trusts, one for each of his kids, and he allowed the individual trustees the ability to name their successors. Well, then he did a trust modification with his children to allow the beneficiaries to remove and replace. And when they tried to do that, of course, the trustee said, no, I'm not going to honor the modification agreement. So it's all about how you can modify your trusts and how that works. And we'll get to all of that. But before we do, folks, that's just a couple of trusts that we're talking about. The guide we have this month is demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts that that I came up with, and and this one deals with not only nominee realty trusts, revocable trusts, irrevocable trusts, but also different kinds of irrevocable trusts, like life insurance trusts, gifting trusts, pooled trusts for uh, Medicaid planning, special needs trusts. Folks, you'd be amazed at what kind of trusts exist, but if you're trying to get your estate plan in order, this guide is for you because it might help you pick the trust that's right for you. Call and get it, 866-848-5699 or go to LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download it there. Again, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. Great. So before I dive into this first Wisconsin appellate court case, 
I just want to let you know that there's new legislation pending, 5138, H.R. Bill 5138, that's going to basically make observation days go away, which is nice. Let me explain that. Mm. Basically, when you're in a hospital for three days, if you're deemed to be there as observation days only, when you go out to the nursing home, you're not going to get Medicare. Right. It's not going to continue to cover you because you weren't in the hospital for three days as an inpatient. Mm-hmm. Yet the care you get as an inpatient versus an observation day patient is indistinguishable. It's the same thing. Yeah, And since you can't tell the difference, they're just going to pass this legislation to say, you know what? We're just going to eliminate that requirement. Which is good because it just always sounded like insurance companies spin to me. Yeah. You know? I totally agree. There's been talk about it for years and we've talked about it on the show many times. And, and now there's this HR bill 5138 again that is seemingly going to just eliminate this observation day versus inpatient day good. difference. That sounds like a good one. And that's a really good thing. So we'll keep an eye on that for you and we will, uh, Keep you posted. Meanwhile, Wisconsin appellate court case. So what happened here? So George died and his daughter submits a will from 2015. Now, I don't know exactly what the will says. Brother Gary objects to the will and says, I've got a 2004 will that happens to leave the house 100% to me, Gary. Um, and basically is saying that the 2015 will was procured by undue influence and uh so gary and then, oh and in addition to that gary and dennis another brother said by the way we want two hundred thousand dollars paid to us for all the care we provided to dad dad wanted to pay us mm-hmm. the two hundred thousand dollars yet they offered no proof of the amount that he was to, that he was supposed to be paid yeah or proof that they actually provided the service, Mm -hmm. or any kind of an agreement or contract that George signed saying that he was going to pay for these services. Hmm. All right. Well, of course, they went to court. And the court granted summary judgment to Susan, saying, Susan, your will is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the boys didn't like that. Didn't like it, of course. So they appealed. On appeal, the appellate court affirmed the lower court, shocker, which is exactly what you would think would happen, mm-hmm. and basically stated to the to the boys that, you know, listen, yes, you had responses in your uh, trial at the lower court level. You also had affidavits that were presented, but all of those were just self-serving, conclusory statements. Mm-hmm. You weren't able to produce any factual support for what you're saying right so therefore you lose and the 2015 court or 2015 will survives which sounds like it was the right decision it does it does and and you know what i like about the case is again it's this whole idea that the court helps you get to your intent mm-hmm. right and in this case at least they did a will now first of all i, I think a will is not enough planning especially if there was property if there was real estate because yeah it's going yeah. probate yeah what are you gonna do with the house mm-hmm. that's exactly right so i don't love the fact that they only did a will but at least it's better than no will 
right? Or, or no planning at all. Because mm-hmm. at least here you have the ability to say, what is the intent of the donor or of the creator of the will? What did they want? So the court really went out of its way to find that there was some intent here. Now, compare that with dying without a will. Intestate succession, they call it. So if you die without a will, now you don't really have any intent. You have to go to the statute and say, well, here's how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And you don't really get to argue anything, yeah. right? It's just that's pretty much what's going to happen. Now, remember, just because you, you, if you're married with kids and you die without a will, it doesn't mean that everything goes to your spouse, If you have kids, there could be a piece that goes to the children and a piece that goes to the spouse. Now, folks, each state has their own intestate succession statute. So I I tell you, please go read the state, the state legislature on that uh, for your state. But that's an idea, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if there is no spouse, it might end up going all to the kids. They might be the next closest next of kin. The other thing I want to point out here is that that that's the difference between a will and no will. Of course, a trust way better. I still would recommend some kind of a trust here. Even even in, if you did a revocable, it's fine. But here with a house, like you said, maybe they wanted to protect that house for somebody in the family. Well, then an irrevocable Medicaid trust might have been the way to go. And if they had been providing care for him, he must have been in failing health too. There you go. So uh, that's a really good. A tidbit, and so if we had thought about that, they might have wanted to do a Medicaid mm-hmm. trust to to protect that. But also note there was no contract, and we talk about personal right. care contracts, yep. right? So here, a personal care contract would have helped with the estate administration argument. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, personal care contracts are also needed for Medicaid, mm-hmm. right? So if you're providing care and you want to get paid for that care, you better have a personal care contract in place. Otherwise, the $200,000 that would have gone to the son for providing the care in this case would have been a gift and would have created a five-year waiting period. You would have needed the personal care contract stating that you're providing the care, Mm -hmm. how much you're getting paid for it, and the type of care, and put it on your income tax return as income when you receive the payment. Folks, those are important for Medicare and for estate planning. The type of trust you need can be determined for you by getting this month's guide. The top seven estate planning trusts, 866-848-5699, or you can go to the website, legalexchangeshow.com, and you're able to download it right there for free. You have been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group. We've got much more to come when we return to the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. 
You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. Estate and asset protection planning is crucial if you want a stress-free retirement. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder life planning and taxation. They know that every family is unique and that every plan must be different. Trusts are, oftentimes, the document of choice. And with so many kinds of trusts, you need to learn about which one is right for you. If you're ready to start your planning or need an update to your existing plan, call Cushing and Dolan and ask for their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. You may want a revocable or an irrevocable trust, but there are several differences as well as numerous tax implications with each. Learn how to protect your assets and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. Call 866-848-5699 right now and ask for your guide today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online at LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. Boys You're listening Boston. to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutzke, an expert in elder life planning and taxation. Need help with your estate plan? Call Todd right now and make an appointment. 866-848-5699. That's 866-848-5699. Welcome back into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Where are we headed now? Supreme Court? Supreme Court Woo-hoo. to Pennsylvania. Let's get on over there and take a look at this. It's like a Super Bowl for me. Uh, so when a trust modification provision works... And really, how can you modify these trusts? Well, in this case, Walter created three irrevocable trusts, one for each of his children. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking they're probably some kind of a gifting trust arrangement. And the trust stated that the individual trustees had the ability to name their successor trustees. It didn't say anything about the kids being trustees yet. Mm-hmm. Just just said the individual trustees could name their successor trustees. Well, a little later on in life, Walter and his kids got together and entered into a trust modification agreement. Now, there's all kinds of things. Under the UTC, you can do non-judicial settlement agreements today, uh, and this might have been mm-hmm. one of them. So even though the trust is irrevocable, again, if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, it's an irrevocable trust, uh, you know, 
is there any control? The, you know, modification still can exist under the Uniform Trust Code. So they have these judicial and non-judicial settlement agreements. Okay, so they entered into this agreement, and they modified the trust where they said, now, after the death of Walter, a majority of the trust beneficiaries, not trustees, beneficiaries, could remove and replace a trustee. So if there's one for each of them, that means they'd be a majority if it was just one beneficiary per trust, right? Well, yeah, there could be kids and grandkids. I don't, I don't, Got it. I don't know mm-hmm. who, the, but the beneficiaries of the trust, so the majority of the beneficiaries of the trust could replace the trustee. But you're right, if it's just one kid, pretty easy uh okay well then as you might imagine walter died Mm -hmm. and uh all three of the beneficiaries decided to remove the trustee and replace with another individual again they didn't say with themselves Mm -hmm. said with an individual the trustee of course that was there decided not to recognize the removal and said that the modification was not valid and it was done under undue influence oh okay well now we have to go to court Hmm. So the lower court says, we're going to rely on some Supreme Court case in Pennsylvania that says removing and replacing a trustee is not a valid subject for a modification agreement. So you can't do it. That's what the Supreme, one of the Supreme Court cases in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. said. Hmm. Well, they weren't happy with that result. Um, it would be no fun if they were happy with it. You have to have the You have to go court. back. Up. So they go all the way up to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. And the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania reverses and says, well, wait a minute. The case that you relied on, the donor was already dead. Ah. Here, the donor was alive and met with his own and children. And was involved in it. And was involved in the modification agreement. So maybe you can't just deny this. So we're going to remand the case back to the uh, lower court, gather evidence, and see if this modification Hmm. is valid or not. So kudos for them for going up there. Folks, what I want to tell you, what I want to learn from this case is, again, these are irrevocable trusts. There are many kinds of trusts out there, folks, Mm -hmm. right? And this guide that we're giving away this month, demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts, will help you understand which trust might be right for you. Here, this is irrevocable gifting trusts. Well, that's different than the irrevocable Medicaid trust that we talk a lot about. The control factors are entirely different. We have irrevocable life insurance trusts in our guide, which might be more similar to the trust we have here. We have nominee realty trusts and how those work and special needs trusts. And folks, whatever trust might be right for you, This guide is going to open your eyes to all the different kinds that are out there and how they operate. Call and get the guide. It's really good. 866-848-5699 or go to our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download it there. Again, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. I like to refer to that one as the kitchen sink guide because it has everything in it. It really does. It, it, it really gets you off and running in, in what I hope will be the right direction for you and your family's estate planning needs. What are some tips and lessons? What do we learn from this case? Well, again, these were probably gifting trusts. They were probably designed to take assets and get them out of the estate 
for estate planning purposes. To so reduce the, estate taxes, essentially? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, they were designed to reduce the estate tax. But sometimes giving assets directly to children is not the best thing to do. Most times. Most times. <laughs> so I agree. And so you set up these irrevocable gifting trusts, and then you have to decide how much control you want to give the children over them, right? But then the trust itself could hold the asset for the benefit of the child and the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And it may not be included in the child's estate when they die. You might be able to get some generation skipping tax benefits from this. It will be protected from the child's creditors while they're living. There could be divorces and things while they're living. This trust protects it from that. But it doesn't mean they can't have access to it or enjoy what's in there, right? And so that's kind of what these trusts were designed for. Probably not giving a lot of control to the creator, Walter, in this case, but that's okay. He's made the gift. Mm -hmm. It's a little less control. It was more designed to get it out of the estate. So when we talk about control, it really comes down to who is it that could be trustee and how much control do you want to give well do you want to give the kids the power to remove and replace the trustee do you want to name the kid as a trustee can you even do that so let me tell you how how we do it we do oftentimes set it up with these gifting trusts where the kid could be the trustee let the child be what we call the general trustee Mm -hmm. that child can invest the money manage it sell it property, buy property, mm-hmm. collect rent, etc. So that child runs the show. But, but you da- didn't talk about taking money out. Yeah. Yeah. So now the distribution piece we put in the hands of a disinterested trustee. And what's the benefit of that, Todd? Therein lies the creditor protection from divorces. So like the uh, inheritors trust. Language. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't. If you can't get it unless the disinterested trustee says you can have it, well, then you don't own it. It's not a marital asset to begin with. It's not subject to the divorce. So when your future ex-wife comes. Yeah, you you got that. Also, since you don't own it, the trust owns it, it's not included in your estate for estate tax purposes when you die. Hmm. So likely you will have skipped a generation for estate tax planning purposes, which I think is wonderful. So this disinterested trustee, though, when we talk about control and power, how much power do I want to give my kids? Well, if they're responsible kids, you can even allow the kid to remove and replace the disinterested trustee Mm -hmm. so they can have a lot of power over who they pick to put in that position Mm -hmm. to give them the money. and, And a lot of times when kids are reliable and logical and rational, we'll do it. Hopefully they don't pick their future ex-wife. <laughs> good, good point. And, and other times we might have the parent pick a trustee, a disinterested trustee, mm-hmm. and say the kids cannot remove that trustee. Right. But when that trustee finally resigns or is no longer serving, well, then the kids can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. So you can, you, know, you can decide how long you want to keep control over the, the disinterested trustee. Mm-hmm. And some kids, you never give them the power to remove and replace a disinterested trustee, especially if they're drug addicts or horrible with money or Mm -hmm. 
what have just you. Just spendthrifts or any reason. It, you know, you, you pick it. So, and remember, these settlement agreements, the non-judicial settlement agreements, is always a way to change the trust. As long as you don't change the material purpose of the trust, generally beneficiaries can get together and change some trust, so even if they're irrevocable. So folks, this is an irrevocable trust, a little different than other irrevocable trusts, but the guide has seven trusts for you to pick from and learn about. Call and get it, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. You've been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and Todd will be answering your listener questions when we return to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various type of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. 
That's 866-848-5699. 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. You're listening to The Legal Exchange and it's time for Ask Todd. The segment where Todd will answer your questions about anything and everything that's included in the estate planning process. Once again, here's Todd Lutsky and Susan Powers. Welcome back, Todd. We have a few questions from listeners. First question comes from Lee in Medford, Mass. And Lee writes, I am married, but we are separated and no longer live together. We sold our house and we each bought separate condos. Can I put my condo in a trust that my son will inherit and not my husband when I pass? Do I have to get a divorce in order to put it in trust? Wow, and here I thought you, I was thinking about this as I was going through thinking about a Medicaid question, but uh, this is more of an estate planning question. Well, I get it that you're separated, and from an estate planning point of view, you you can be separated. Uh, You can do your own plan to, obviously, if you're separated, you you know, you may not want to provide for, but the problem you have is that you are married, Mm -hmm. and, and even though you're separated, as a married couple, when you, you still aren't allowed to completely disinherit your spouse. I mean, you can, but there's that opportunity for the surviving spouse to say, I'm going to claim my forced share against mm-hmm. the will, right? In mm-hmm. other words, if, if you don't leave me at least what I should be entitled to as a spouse, I can, don't have to, but can. Mm-hmm do that i don't think the fact that you're separated but not divorced or and just living apart and maybe filing separate tax returns is enough to say when i die i'm not still legally married right i i just i don't think i know the answer to that but i would say probably not Mm -hmm. and and that i think you would you would have to say that you better you better figure out how to plan and maybe get together with your spouse to do planning However, that's very different, and I'll just make the answer for a Medicaid situation. So if you are actually separated and living apart for reasons other than Medicaid eligibility, Mm -hmm. in this case, for years and years, you've been apart, not like, oh, I just moved out yesterday, and he's going in the nursing home, and we're separated apart. Mm -hmm. No, that's not going to work. But, you know, from a Medicaid standpoint, there is actually a statute, not used a whole lot, but it does come up. If you are living separate and apart and you have separate bank accounts and you file separately in separate houses, then you can argue and quite successfully that when your spouse, who you're still married to, Mm -hmm. gets sick and goes in the nursing home, instead of treating us as a married couple and putting all of our assets, all of our separate accounts and separate real estate on the table, and making it at risk, we only put the sick spouse's assets at risk and not the surviving or healthy spouse's assets because of this separate and apart statute. Mm-hmm. So very different, I think, from a estate planning right. question versus a nursing home admission question. Mm-hmm. So I think you could get a little 
more benefit out of being separate and apart from a Medicaid perspective than you can from just pure estate planning. Yeah. So different. Interesting question, Um, Lee. I I would say maybe sit down with a lawyer with your... Get some counsel. Yeah, get some counsel and, and sit with your you know, separated husband, um, and, and come see if you can't put together. Plan. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. up with a game plan for sure. And folks, maybe you folks should come up with your own game plan and figure out what's right for your estate plan. And this guide demystifying the top seven estate planning trust is probably right for you. It talks about nominee realty trusts and how they're not really trusts. And please don't just use those, um, revocable trusts, And then there's many kinds of irrevocable trusts. I like to call them on the spectrum of control versus no control, right? And the irrevocable Medicaid trust is in here, and also the irrevocable life insurance trust is in here. Control aspects of those are entirely different, right? There's even pooled trusts in here for last-minute Medicaid planning techniques and so forth. So, folks, the special needs trust for kids with disabilities, uh, get the guide help you learn which is the right way for you to do your estate plan 866-848-5699 or legalexchangeshow.com download it there again 866-848-5699 or legalexchangeshow.com janice from lemonster mass writes i would like to pass on my vacation home in vermont to my three children and seven grandchildren and ensure that future generations are able to enjoy this wonderful property can i draft a a trust that will ensure that the property isn't sold by my children i'm concerned about one son in particular wanting to sell yeah this is difficult um a couple of things first can you do it yes should you do it? Probably not. Uh, let's let's explore that. One, you can't really, you shouldn't really put language in that says you can never sell the house. Mm-hmm. You just can't do that. I mean, what if nobody wants it? It's just going to get run down. It's just going to go to pot. It's just going to, mm-hmm. you know, you might as well at least allow a trustee to do their fiduciary duty and invest the assets of the trust as, as a prudent investor would. And if you're a trustee of a trust, it would be your job to say, this is no longer a good investment. Let's sell it and get money and try to invest the money. Mm -hmm. Certainly, I think you should do that. So I would say don't prohibit the distribution of sale. But to protect against that particular child that may or may not want it, you simply say, when I die, I want to treat my kids equally. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give them all equal shares if one of the items if it's money it's easy right you divide the money but when you get to this particular property you simply say that with regard to the real estate and we have this language right in our trusts with regard to any real estate we ask the kids you know do you want it if they all say yes well then it's easy to put it into their respective shares Mm -hmm. you can still hold it in trust if you want for the next generation once we agree that they want it so they know that it's in their their share doesn't mean it went to them it's just in their share and for them to enjoy it and their kids to enjoy it but if any one particular kid or multiple of the children don't want it then you give the right of the ones who do want it, the first right to buy out the interest of the ones 
who don't want it. Mm-hmm. And at fair market value. So there's no fighting over value and everybody's still treated equally and the family still stays together. Mm-hmm. So this works great that now each of the buckets that we've created for these children have an equal amount of assets in them, but maybe not the same type of asset. So for example, let's say that that estate is $3 million, there's three kids. That means that the one one child who doesn't want to own the real estate, he'd get a million bucks in whatever, assets, cash, Other whatever. assets, sure. And then the other two children, they would each have 500000 worth of this property and then another 500000 in whatever other assets. So they all have a million, right. just in different forms. Just in different forms. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how you want it to be. And, and there's no fighting and, and life goes on for them just just fine. If it's held in trust, Todd, who pays for the expenses? Yeah, so that becomes the next problem. So now, even for the particular people who want it, or all of them, now it's in trust, but you have money. So remember, the money is still in the trust. Mm-hmm. So as long as there's some money in the trust buckets along with the real estate, then they can use the money to maintain the property. Yeah. But sometimes that's not the case. Right. Sometimes you have real estate, but no money. Mm-hmm. And so if the real estate is in the trust, then you got to hope that the kids are going to maintain the property. Well, that all comes down to their idea of whether they want it or not, right? They may or may not want it. And if they don't want it, they don't want it, you know, they won't be responsible for coming up with the money. So that is an issue mm-hmm. when you when you do this. But I love the idea that we can do it. I love the idea that we can have the separate shares. And once the people get it without fighting, hold it in trust and let it get to the next generation. Let that generation enjoy it as well. And maybe if you draft it right, you can even have it not included in the estate. Folks, <clears throat> learn about these different kinds of trusts and how they work. Get the guide. or LegalExchangeShow.com. If you have a question you would like to ask Todd, visit his website, LegalExchangeShow.com, and click on the Ask Todd tab. Maybe I'll be able to read your question on the air, and hopefully his answer will stop you from becoming one of his next real-life stories. You've been listening to Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and we'll be back with more after this quick break on The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. 
Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. For 40 years, Cancer Support Community has been a relentless ally for anyone impacted by cancer with free services provided online and in person with their newest location in Massachusetts. Connect with Cancer Support Community Massachusetts for free emotional support, educational resources, patient navigation, financial counseling, and more. 617-797-3391. CancerSupportMass.org. CancerSupportMass.org. Estate and asset protection planning is crucial if you want a stress-free retirement. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder life planning and taxation. They know that every family is unique and that every plan must be different. Trusts are, oftentimes, the document of choice. And with so many kinds of trusts, you need to learn about which one is right for you. If you're ready to start your planning or need an update to your existing plan, call Cushing and Dolan and ask for their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. You may want a revocable or an irrevocable trust, but there are several differences as well as numerous tax implications with each. Learn how to protect your assets and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. Call 866-848-5699 right now and ask for your guide today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online at LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. You're tuned to The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutzke. If you or a loved one needs a nursing home stay, call Todd right now at 866-848-5699 and let him make sure your assets are protected. That's 866-848-5699 or visit him online at LegalExchangeShow.com. Welcome back into the Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor with the Armstrong Advisory Group, and I'm joined by Todd Lutsky, a partner with the law firm of Cushing and Dolan with a master's in taxation. Todd, we spend a lot of time discussing irrevocable trusts and protecting assets from the nursing home on this show, but not really as much time just on revocable trust yeah. in general kind of the more simpler i think i think of it as the more simpler of the two so important but simple yes who should consider having a revocable trust great question so you know let's start with the very young right you know like me for instance like you yeah yes. think about you know a young couple i mean i mm-hmm. guess if you're single and no kids it's you know it's a little different and you're really young it, you know maybe not um but you know you got married and now we have some children, and they're mm-hmm. minors, of course. Again, you may not have a ton of money yet. You may not be worried about the death tax so much. You know, it's still always great to avoid probate for your family. Sure. But it becomes more of an issue about the family and not the taxes and the probate. Mm-hmm. My children can't own anything. So if something happens to both parents. Right. Yeah. you got to say, if I've got a trust in place... The trust can own it. I don't want some guardian 
owning all my appointed stuff. by the court. Yeah, or even appointed by you. Mm-hmm. I, I I'd rather not have them own it, right? And expose it to their situation. Why not just have the trust own it, and that way the trust can be designed to control how and when and why mm-hmm. these kids enjoy these assets. Because what happens if you don't have a trust in place? You don't even have a will in place. What happens uh, to your children and your money? You got to hope that there is a appointed guardian and that somehow the guardian gets the assets to take care of the the kids. I mean, there will be some court involvement here yeah, for sure. Yeah, because your family can't just say, oh, you know what? We've decided, Auntie, you know, Deb is going to take care of the yeah, kids. Yeah, there'll be they, court involvement, yeah. uh, definitely court involvement to have it happen. So something will happen, but I I don't want to do my planning where I'm saying something will happen. Right, I, I fingers wanted, crossed. I want it to be what I want it to be. Especially so, when your kids are involved, for sure. I, I would certainly say that the revocable trust really becomes uh, a, an idea, a time to use that. And even if you're older, right? When then as we progress up the ladder, when you get older... And let's say you're middle-aged, kids are grown, but you have a decent amount of assets. Well, maybe I'm not too worried about the nursing home. I'm more worried about the death tax and, mm-hmm. and probate avoidance. And and more than that now, not because I'm worried about my kids being minors and, and how they get the assets, but I want to stay in con- complete control, but I also want them to be to get it in an efficient manner. Right. Not only from tax perspective, but also creditor protection maybe think about how their future divorces maybe can be handled mm-hmm. or or how we can skip it being taxed in their estate when they die and have a bigger piece of the pie get to grandkids later mm-hmm. you know you start thinking about it from that perspective and then certainly when you get older you can start talking about whether or not nursing homes become an issue but revocable trusts those are the kind of things that i would say would prompt me to want to do revocable trust planning but folks we have a guide this month that is demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts and i don't know which one is right for you and maybe you don't know which one is right for you and that's why the guide is uh right up your alley uh it's got things in it from special needs trusts if you have children like that uh it's got uh Pooled trusts, last-minute techniques that they will to protect from the nursing home. Uh, nominee realty trust, the most misunderstood trust that's out there for sure. And so many people might just have those and think it's their entire estate plan, and it's not. And, of course, it's got some revocable trust lang- revocable trusts and, and the like. So much, much more in there. Get the guide to help you get started. 866-848-5699. Or go to our website, LegalExchangeShow.com. You can download it there. Again, 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. You know, Todd, you made a comment about maybe you don't have a lot of assets, but you have children. And I think of all of those folks that have young children kind of one thing that goes hand in hand with that is you take out that life insurance policy, right? So you don't Hmm. feel like you have anything, but you're worth more dead than alive so how is your life insurance treated when you have those minor children and you pass away like the benefits of that yeah you know you you kind of bring me back to what we were talking about at the beginning here and that is uh, of this segment is that i said you know you're a young family with children and and then i apparently misspoke 
by saying you may not have any money. You may not have a lot of money, and that's yeah. not and uncommon. And the bank owns more of your house than you do, and that's common. And it feels like you don't, but then I forgot about the one asset that mm-hmm. you're uh, bringing up now, Susan, and that is that there's this life insurance that nobody thinks about. Sometimes people don't even think about the value of their real estate as an asset. Right. But but life insurance surely is overlooked because everybody thinks, oh, it's tax-free. Mm-hmm. And that's true on an income tax standpoint. Right. So if you died and your husband, Susan, got all the money from a life insurance payout, well, that's income tax-free mm-hmm. to your husband. But it's very much estate taxable. Yep. And people forget that, right? So when I say you don't have a lot of money, you might not now, but dead, which is when the government values everything for estate tax purposes, you could be well over a million, mm-hmm. right? One asset, if you're young, you probably took out a million or maybe a $2 million term sure. policy. It's short money for you when you're paying the term mm-hmm. policy dollars, uh, the premium dollars, and it's worth nothing while you're living. But the moment you die, it's worth $2 million. And the IRS says, yeah, we'll, we'll assess some taxes on that. And even if we don't say the IRS says yes, let's face it, we're living here in Massachusetts, and Massachusetts's estate tax exemption is only $1 million. Mm-hmm. You could be over the million-dollar asset limit with one item. Yep. So obviously you need to think about it from a tax perspective because it is very much includable in your estate for that purpose and of course we do use these irrevocable life insurance trusts Mm -hmm. also in the guide but we do do for for people who have you know big policies like this and that have taxable estates we don't use it for everybody but if it has a taxable estate and we want to remove a two million dollar item from somebody's estate take it and put it in one of these irrevocable life insurance trusts to get it out of your estate and certainly if it's term, it's beautiful because it's a zero gift. Mm-hmm. If it's whole life and it has a little cash value, well, then you have to sure. have a gift for the cash value piece going yeah. in. And let's say you do your revocable trust plan and you have this insurance policy, this term or whatever type it is. Do you change the ownership of that policy to your new revocable trust or would you just change the beneficiary to the trust? So. If we're not trying to take it out of the estate by using an irrevocable trust, absolutely change the beneficiary, not the owner, mm-hmm. of the life insurance policy. So just go to your broker and say, look, I need a change of beneficiary form and put the trust down, not the spouse. Now, remember, that doesn't mean the spouse isn't going to get the money. It just means that instead of the asset going directly to the spouse to be included in her estate when she dies, let's say, mm-hmm. it's going to be included in the first spouse to die's estate because it'll be in the trust, but it's never going to create an estate tax problem because the trust is designed with the marital share and the remainder share to make sure that we never have a problem. Any mm-hmm. amount over our exemption will pass under the Q-tip marital share to the surviving spouse and be taxed later. Just the calculation that's in the trust that whatever the exemption amount is at the time. At the time of death, whatever that exemption amount is at the time of death. And so you don't have to worry. So please do that. Please name the trust as the beneficiary of your life insurance policy if you're not going to do an irrevocable 
Life Insurance Trust. Now, folks, in our guide, we have irrevocable life insurance trusts explained. It's demystifying the top seven estate planning trusts. And just so you know, irrevocable life insurance trusts come in two flavors, first to die and second to die, and the trust is packed with other uh, the documents packed with other trusts as well. 866-848-5699 or LegalExchangeShow.com. Todd Lutsky from the law firm of Cushing & Dolan. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. I'm Susan Powers, a financial advisor from the Armstrong Advisory Group. We thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week on The Legal Exchange with Todd Lutsky. A trust is an essential document that can help you protect your assets from the nursing home and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. It's a critical element to any solid estate plan. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder law, estate planning, and asset protection. And this month, their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts can help you learn about the various types of trusts that exist, the pros and cons of each, and ultimately, which one will be best for you and your family. Planning for later life is a challenging process, so don't leave your assets to chance. Call Cushing and Dolan right now at 866-848-5699 and get your free guide today. That's 866-848-5699. You can also request the guide online by visiting their website at LegalExchangeShow.com. That's LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Armstrong do not endorse each other and are not affiliated. No more sunsets after 8 p.m. means the cold weather will be here before you know it. So why not get a head start on your next vacation and head to the U.S. Virgin Islands? According to Travel Pulse, the islands are the top vacation destination in the Caribbean so far this year. Travel from the Northeast could not be easier, and there's no money to exchange or passport required. Enjoy world-class cuisine, picturesque beaches, rich history, and spectacular weather all year round. America's Caribbean paradise is waiting for you. So head to visitusvi.com for more information on where to stay, what to do, and what to eat. Whether you're going for a romantic getaway or a fun family vacation, the U.S. Virgin Islands has everything you need to enjoy an incredible vacation. Go to visitusvi.com and plan your dream vacation right now. That's visitusvi.com. Estate and asset protection planning is crucial if you want a stress-free retirement. Cushing and Dolan are experts in elder life planning and taxation. They know that every family is unique and that every plan must be different. Trusts are, oftentimes, the document of choice. And with so many kinds of trusts, you need to learn about which one is right for you. If you're ready to start your planning or need an update to your existing plan, call Cushing and Dolan and ask for their new guide called Demystifying the Top 7 Estate Planning Trusts. You may want a revocable or an irrevocable trust, but there are several differences as well as numerous tax implications with each. Learn how to protect your assets and potentially eliminate your estate taxes. Call 866-848-5699 right now and ask for your guide today. That's 866-848-5699 or request it online at LegalExchangeShow.com. The proceeding was paid for and the views expressed are solely those of Cushing and Dolan. Cushing and Dolan and or Armstrong Advisory may contact you offering legal or investment services. Cushing and Dolan and Armstrong Advisory do not endorse each other and are not affiliated.